Hey, grownups, before we start the podcast, I want to talk to you about keeping things in perspective and remembering, you know, sometimes we just have to laugh it off. We need that. Life is full of grown-up choices and it can be a lot. So it's important to keep things in perspective and have a sense of humor. That's why I created Grown-Up Gear. It is super fun merch to celebrate adulting. T-shirts, sweats, mugs. I even have kitchen aprons for cooking. It lets everyone know that you are a grown-up or at least a grown-up in progress, or at least you know someone who's a grown-up. We even have the cutest baby gear from onesies to bibs that say things like, I can't believe you are the grown-up. The best gifts for new parents, birthdays, engagements, graduation, pretty much any occasion, even a great gift for yourself. Check it all out at grownupgear.com. If you don't take charge of your career now and you don't prioritize the things that are important about your career and your ability to be financially independent, then you will likely suffer some of the consequences of those decisions later on in your life. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grownup. And you know what? When it comes to money, being a grown-up is hard, but together we've got this. Hey friends, as you may have guessed from the opening soundbite, we're going to talk about careers. I've been having a bit of the career blahs lately. I sense a lot of people do as we are entering year three of the pandemic, which was supposed to be staying home 15 days to stop the spread. Yeah, well, it is what it is. So here we go. I decided we should do a little mini series of career episodes for financial grownups, starting with this week's guest, who's amazing, Deborah Wheatman. She runs a company called Careers Done Right, but her genius is in the fact that Deborah helps people not just figure out what they're good at and that they should be getting paid for. But Deborah also helps us package up our best attributes to help us land our dream jobs. Highlights of our interview included, well, mistakes people make when choosing a career. And her answer was definitely not one that parents usually go with. We also talked about how we can push back on that urge to multitask and her take on the whole work from home, but doing some things in person hybrid. We don't know what it is. We're all wrestling with it, but Deborah's got some very helpful ideas. Here is Deborah Wheatman. Deborah Wheatman, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be here. You are a human capital management strategist. Your company, by the way, is called Careers Done Right. What does that mean? Well, we're a writing company and we're a branding company. We work with our clients to help them define, manage, maintain, and grow their brands so they can be successful in their careers. Which is so much more relevant than ever with all the changes going on in the workplace. We don't know what is going on for 2022 in terms of how things will evolve with work from home, with working in the gig economy, how companies are evolving. So this is something that everyone needs to pay attention to, especially our grownups. Let's get into your tips for 2022. The first thing is just to you know write things down so you can visualize them. That's something we hear a lot, but you have a different spin on it. 
Yeah. You know, if you write things down, you're obviously going to be more inclined to not only remember them because there's a lot going on upstairs. We don't retain information just by saying, well, I'm going to do this. I mean, how many times have you said, I'm going to do this and then you forget about it? People do that all the time. If you write things down, you're not only more than likely to then commit to getting them done, crossing them off your list, but also that sense of accomplishment that you get when you write them down, when you complete them, and it allows you to move ahead with purpose. I like to say that because that's an important part of job search. It's important, an important part of your professional, your personal life, and gives you a feeling of accomplishment when you write things down and then you check them off as you go. Then you also say that you have to, you know, think about what you want to achieve in the coming year, but also very specifically create a plan for being there and and be specific. You know, are you looking to be promoted? Are you looking to switch industries? Are you looking to just change careers altogether? And this is an opportune time because so many different industries are open-minded about maybe kind of mentoring somebody and bringing someone into the fold that they might not have looked at before, but now they need people. So this is kind of a good time, right? Yeah, this is definitely a job seekers market. And if you are in the middle of the opportunity to, to do something different, something that maybe has driven you in the past or something that you want to get involved in, now might be a good time to do that because there's been a lot of upheaval. And as a result, because it is a job seekers market, you have more of an opportunity to spread your wings, explore new things and do something perhaps that maybe inspires you in a new and different way. Now, a lot of people listening to this might say, but, but, but somehow I'm just so busy. Like when the pandemic started, we were home and we had so much time. We were like baking bread. I did that. We were doing all kinds of home projects. We were having little like wine coffee hours, wine happy hours, whatever you might call it, because we suddenly felt like we had so much time. And now I don't know where the time is going. I mean, we're all so busy. So what do you say to people that just say, I feel like I'm so busy. I don't have time to manage my career or my brand. I say to that, that you don't not have time to do it. That is a thing that should be a priority for you because your career, your brand, while I like to think that people are altruistic, there's no altruism when it comes to your ability and the need to make money. You have to support yourself. Maybe you have a family, you're beholden to other people, whatever it is. At the end of the day, the ability to make money and have a life that you want to lead and take a vacation even is predicated on your ability to make money. You also, at some point in your life, you're going to retire. You're not going to be working well into your nineties. What does that look like for you? And if you don't take charge of your career now, and you don't prioritize the things that are important about your career and your ability to be financially independent, then you will likely suffer some of the consequences of those decisions later on in your life. It's interesting that you say that because we also do have this movement, especially, you know, stereotyping a little bit, but maybe not too much, especially among young people that really want to follow their passions and do good. And they get told, well, sometimes that's not going to pay as much. It's a delicate balance because people feel like it's the right thing to do to take these sometimes jobs that don't pay as much in money, but pay a lot and feel good. But they're doing themselves a disservice sometimes when they don't prioritize money. That is true. And I would say there's more than one way to make yourself feel good. 
and get that gratification that you're looking for. Maybe you don't necessarily do it in your quote unquote day job. Maybe you volunteer for an organization that is close to your heart where you have a really uh, strong connection instead of looking at it like I have to do work in this particular area. There are other ways that you can actually give back and get that same thing while still making money that supports you. Another misconception is that people feel like if they can multitask, they'll get more done. You are against multitasking for sure. Multitasking is not always a great thing. If you multitask, and I I do like to call it single tasking instead, you should do one thing, try to complete that and do it properly. If you multitask, you're not going to do any of the things that you have on your list in a way that is either completed or satisfactory to you. If you focus on the one thing and get that thing done, it will be done properly. It will be done on time. It will be done according to the specifications that you hold yourself accountable to. And then you can move on to the next task. And that goes back to my earlier point, what you were asking me about prioritizing and making lists. This is why writing things down is important because then you can check it off and the single task that you completed, victory is yours. And the multitasking is particularly, you know, you get sucked into it when you work from home. I mean, I definitely have gotten to the like, oh, I should be doing this, but I'm also doing the laundry and I'm also making lunch for my child and I'm also doing all this because I have to get it all done. It's really dangerous. I mean, we really need to get that under control because we don't know when, if and when we're going back to the office full time and we have to find ways to kind of settle in and create new ways to work at home, right? Yes, absolutely. And of course, you know, feeding your child and and doing the laundry and cooking dinner so that everybody has something to eat. All of those things are very important. But if you don't finish the one thing that you had to do that you said, I'm going to finish this and then I can move on to this next, next task, you're also sort of That's an interrupt-driven work style. And I know because I'm sometimes guilty of that. You'll never get any of them done. And you'll find that instead of getting this thing done and then being able to go and, you know, make dinner, if you will, neither of those things will be complete. And the thing that you had to get done that was sort of for traditional work, you're going to be doing that at 10 o'clock at night. How are you going to feel about that? Versus getting it done and finishing it and then saying, okay, once I'm finished with this, I'm now going to go do this other thing that I need to accomplish over here. It's really hard, but we do have to learn to set those boundaries because it was, it's felt temporary at first, but now a lot of us are, if we're not going to work from home all the time, it's still going to be a part of our life. One of the hard things also about working from home or even in a hybrid environment is building relationships. Can you talk a little bit about your advice for that and how it pertains to sort of up-leveling your career in 2022? Sure. Building relationships is difficult in an online world because while you can see people, the connection that you get from being in person is just not the same thing. The other thing is that you're scheduling these meetings. You're scheduling a Zoom call. It seems sort of disingenuous in some way. Like, I'm going to speak to you today. I'm going to see you on Zoom at 4 p.m. versus saying, you know what? Meet me at the restaurant. We're going to have some coffee, some wine, and some dinner and just get together in person People like to be around other people. This situation in particular has proven challenging for a number of people because of that. Now, given the situation that we're in, this is a good way to still connect with people and build those bridges as long as you use the time wisely, as long as it's meaningful for you with the understanding that when it is safe 
to go back and meet in person. And when it's feasible to do that, we're going to resume those activities because again, people do like to be around other people and proximity to other people, not just through a screen. It's important. It's good for our mental well-being. It's good for our physical well-being to be able to give someone a hug is, is an important thing. The last point I want to bring up is, you know, we're, we're now, I can't believe this, we're entering year three. I remember when they said, Deborah, I remember when they said 15 days to stop the spread. Now we're entering the third year, 2022. We have a new status quo. You say challenge the status quo. Yes. Challenge the status quo. You don't have to continue to do the same things the way you've done them in the past. The pandemic has taught us, if nothing else, that life is fleeting. It has taught us that we can work from home. We can do these things successfully. I know a number of people, a number of my clients who are far more efficient, far more effective working from home than they ever were in the office. And their bosses have said, you know what? Stay at home. (laughs) You're doing great. We love having you there. You're so efficient. Continue to do what you're doing. This is working out wonderfully. That doesn't mean that you don't want to show up in the office because you want to show up at some point out of sight, out of mind, and you want to have a little bit of a balance But if you're effective working from home and that works for you, then you should pursue that path. And the state of the market, the way it is today, the jobs they are showing us online, hybrid, fully remote, in office. So we're having the opportunity to see what that looks like. Where can people learn more about you and be in touch? Thank you. So yes, if people want to learn more, they can find me, Deborah at careersdoneright.com. That is my email. You can also go to my website, Careers Done Right, and that's like writing, W-R-I-T-E dot com. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Okay, friends. So one of my favorite things about getting to know Deborah in that interview is that while she had a definite point of view about things like not taking a low paying job to quote, follow your passion and instead maybe taking a higher paying job and using that to support your passion or support a cause that you really care about. She's totally non-judgmental and it's tough to walk that line. So I think it was pretty cool the way that she approached it. And by the way, she is working on a book called Help to Hired, which will help all of us find meaningful work, but in a way that also helps get you to your financial goals. So keep an eye out for that. Okay, speaking of books, my book, Launching Financial Grownups, is on pre-sale. You can buy it in all the usual places. If you go to my website, which is bobbyrebell.com, you can learn more about it. It is a huge help if you order it in advance, because it helps with algorithms and it lets the places that sell books know that people are interested. And then those places in turn will make the book more discoverable. So I'm not doing a bunch of elaborate pre-order giveaways that would take a lot of time and money and effort and all that kind of stuff. But I'm putting my effort into things like keeping this podcast super high quality and free for all of you. But it is something that takes time and money. And I also put a lot of money and time into my newsletter, also free to you. So your support with the book pre-orders is truly appreciated. The next two weeks of this career mini series are going to be incredible. I have Whitney Johnson. She is huge coming up next. Her new book is called Smart Growth, and we're going to be talking with her 
more directly about those career blahs that I mentioned at the top of this show and how to get motivated again. And then I'm going to be speaking with Jill Duffy. She wrote the Everything Guide to Remote Work. So please make sure you are a subscriber or are following the Money Tips for Financial Grownups podcast. And please tell your friends to do so as well. I really appreciate your support of the podcast as well. And with a big thanks to Deborah Wheatman. Check out her blog at Careers Done Right. She also has a great newsletter, so I encourage you to get on that list as well. Truly grateful for her advice to help us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and BobbyRebel on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.